You're listening to After School Club, a weekly podcast by three high school students where we discuss our daily lives, stress, social media, and more. I'm Amelia. I'm Jessica. I'm Michelle. Okay. And today, we're in my house. Yay! <laughs> so, I think last time we were in Jessica's room, right Jessica? Mm-hmm. Your room is so clean. Thank you. <laughs> I'm jealous. Well, actually, it's not usually that clean, though. And this time, we have two microphones instead of one microphone. Yes. Michelle, you have your own microphone. Yeah, I'm special. And we're using the second microphone. It's just the one that I have in my house. And hopefully, it sounds good. Yeah, so hopefully, this episode sounds better. Um. Okay, and today, we're talking about the IB program. Yay. Not yay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um... So we are in the IB program, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we should probably explain what the IB program is. Would someone like to explain? Okay, basically it's a program where you get more homework. It's for tryhards. Yeah, Yeah. thanks, Michelle. Yeah, it basically is, literally. In the nice way, it's to say it's a program to help children think more critically, Mm. Mm, develop a (laughs) well-rounded individual who can respond to today's challenges with optimism and an open mind yes it's to make your parents proud mm-hmm. that's what it is um basically it's just a um that you can apply to and then you get to have more homework yay right yay. yes and i'm pretty sure that like some private schools if you just pay to go to private school, you can also get it, mm-hmm. right? You can also be in the IB program. Um, it's kind of like AP classes in the way that it's a lot of homework, but um, it's different, and we can explain that a little bit later with the university stuff. Um, but yeah, we're in pre-IB, so we're only in grade 10. We're not even in real IB yet, and we're in Canada, right? Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about the application process? Sure. Okay. I feel like I remember a lot of it. Mm. So there was the, how many components were there? There was the application and then the math test. And was that it? Um, There were a bunch of like small things too. Like um, you might have have to like submit like piece of English work and like teacher's recommendation. Yeah. So it was, the first part was the application, and in the application, there were four questions you had to answer, and then the questions were pretty, I think they're pretty general. You see them for a lot of applications, just like, why do you want to be in this program? Um, What are some community service activities that you've done, Um, like, I don't really remember specifically, but one of them might have been like, what's, what's your, no, no, it was telling you to choose from a list of their character traits, the IB character traits, and you had to choose one and explain why you were that character trait. Um, And I forget the last one. Also, you needed a teacher letter, right? Yeah. The teacher had to send a letter to describe you and say whether or not they think you should get in. I think most of them probably wrote good things, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then um and then like another part of it was writing 
was submitting one of your English works. It could be like an essay you did in class. And then for the math test, it was kind of different. So the in grade nine, when we were applying, um, we all went to the IV school and then we completed like the CAT test. And then for when I was applying the second time in grade 10, um, because it was coronavirus, I think they didn't want to put us all together in a room and make us do a test. So then they just sent some math questions and then we just did them at home and then scanned them and submitted them. Can you just cheat on it? Mm-hmm, I guess you could. Probably a lot of people did. Um, I remember there were, we had to do a test, right? And we had to go to the school and the test took the entire day. Do you remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really long. It was, oh my gosh. I remember you being stressed about it, Michelle, like studying for it. Yeah, I, I did. And I remember the day before, um, I was playing Minecraft. <laughs> and then you were like, you're playing Minecraft on the night before the test? I was like, yeah. I remember hearing that like some people were like trying to cheat on it by looking at other people's tests. And that some people, some people uh, this school year, they told me that they threw up after taking the test because of how stressful it was. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I remember being really tired. But yeah, I just remember being really tired and wanting to go to sleep. And I remember during the math one, I felt really dazed. And like when you're sick and you feel like you're floating, like that feeling. And I read a question and it was like a really easy question. It was like a question about perimeter or something. And I didn't understand the question for some reason. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. You know the teacher's note that, okay. So to apply, we had to like get the teacher to write a letter (laughs) of recommendation And then we weren't allowed to open the letter to see what the teacher said about Mm us. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, to this day, I really still wonder what the teacher wrote. Because then she gave it to me and she was like, I wrote some nice things in there, Amelia. I was like, and and I'm I'm pretty sure I was mad at her at the time or something. So I was like, okay. I was mad at the teacher because she gave me a bad grade. Okay, I wasn't that rude, but I feel like I was, okay. I don't really remember. It was a very short moment. And... I remember recently in math class, I was talking to people about it, and they were saying about how they read the letter. How they opened the envelope. Oh. They would, like, they carefully opened the envelope and then carefully sealed it back. Oh, I just remember, like, somebody, like, one of her friends taking her envelope and holding it up to the window, like, the sun. And <laughs> 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 you could see the words. <laughs> what, did it say good stuff in I don't remember. But I, like, I know that, like, for mine, it didn't work because she folded up the paper, so it was all on top of each other. But I'm pretty sure for, um, like, our friends, it was just, like, flat. And then she held it up to the window, and she saw it and said, Wow, that's so smart. But, you know, even though those people read the letter, they still got in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, and then we got into the IB program. Jessica, were you sad when you didn't get in? Yeah, <laughs> I was really sad. Why do you think you didn't get in? Mm, I think it was because my application. I think I didn't write it well. Oh, okay. But then you think next time when you applied again, you yeah. wrote it better? uh-huh. Yeah, because now Jessica is in the IB program. Wow. Yay. 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 I always imagined that it was because the 
our teacher wrote bad stuff about me. <laughs> Hopefully not. We should give um, application writing tips. Do you have any <laughs> application writing tips? Maybe For me, I think don't think too hard about what you're writing. Um, like, because I would try to write as, like, with as big words as possible, then it took forever, and then my application actually made no sense when I reread it. Were you saying something, Michelle? Anything else? Mm, I think it's good to be, like, not general about what you're saying. Because I feel like, like, what I mean is, like, don't talk about how, like, I am very hardworking. Because a lot of people could write that, and it's not really specific. You kind of need to do, like, what English teachers say all the time, show, don't tell. Like, you need to list a bunch of things that you've done, um, like volunteer experience, community service, your different extracurriculars, or, like, sports, or anything that you're good at, um, and then go into specific details about them. And don't just say, like, I play piano, because I don't think that would <laughs> work very well in an application. I think you need to go into more detail about what specifically you do in, like, your specific extracurricular or activity. Yeah, I guess you have to say, like, I play piano. Piano teaches me the skill of being dedicated. That means I am hardworking. That's definitely what I did. I remember, like, I didn't know what piano did to me, so then I started searching on Google. (laughs) What benefits of playing piano? And then I talked about how it, like, benefited my patience or something something random wow now what do you think about the ib program now that you're in it i don't necessarily think that like the course is better than other courses i just like like the people in the course better i guess because racist (laughs) 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 i meant like I don't know a lot of people um, outside of the IB program because I think we've all been in the gifted program since like grade five. And usually people who are in the gifted program, well, the majority of them will apply to IB. So a lot of your friends are going to IB and um, like not a lot of them are going to non-IB schools, I guess. So yeah, I just know more people in the IB program. Great, you get to stay with the overachieving Asian cohort. <laughs> Michelle, do you have any thoughts on the Ivy program? <laughs> I don't know, like, I feel like what would I, what I would say would probably seem obvious, like, there's just a lot of work, but I don't, I can't think of anything to say about it that I didn't expect. Um, do you think it'll help for university? No. No. Oh. Okay, so this is a big issue among our class, right? Don't you think? Among us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Basically, we were in grade 8, right? And we were applying to the IB program, and we would go to all these meetings, all these presentations about the IB program, remember? Yes. There was a presentation where everyone everyone in the school filed into the gym and listened to a presentation about the IB program. Me and Michelle were like, taking notes (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um and in that presentation the guy said it was a bald guy who said the ivy (laughs) program will help you get into university (laughs) 
Right. And then come this year, our bald math teacher... Okay, I don't know why I have to keep mentioning that they're bald. <laughs> our math teacher told us that the IB program does not help with university. I can elaborate. Basically, um... Oh, it's so hard to explain. Okay, yeah. So to graduate with our high school diploma, we need to have... They assign us equivalent courses for our school, right? So then when the university are looking at our applications, they don't have our IB diploma. They don't have what IB courses they we took and they don't have our IB grades. All they get is the equivalent for our province, for Ontario. <sighs> okay, that's a little bit confusing, but basically the university does not care what IB courses we took and what grades we got from IB. All they care is the equivalent. So, okay, Ugh, this is really annoying to explain. It's really confusing. Okay, basically, let's say there's one student in Canada who did not take the IB program and they got all 90s versus there was a person who was in the IB program and they got all 80s. Well, the person who's in the IB program, maybe they were doing harder stuff. They've learned more and they have more knowledge than the regular student. But because they got all 80s, the university only sees that 80. The university doesn't see that they took IB courses. So the university is obviously gonna select the person who got all 90s. So basically, if that makes any sense at all, basically, um, IB program, it only helps for your personal enrichment. And personal enrichment is great, but universities don't quantify personal enrichment. So, sort of, sort of. I think they do, like, they do think about, like, what program you're into, sort of. No, they don't. No, no, no. It's, like, certain high schools, if they, I like, I'm pretty sure universities will bump it up or bump it down based on what school you're in. Because, like, some schools just have a reputation for marking hard. So, and some schools mark easy. Yeah, that happens with all schools, but that doesn't, but it's not like that because we're in the IB program. I don't think we're getting bumped up. Are we getting bumped up because we're in the IB program? We should. Well, I, yeah. I think if we have a long history of yeah. of having people who go into their university program and then getting good marks and like not failing, but like since uh, the IB, IB program, um, it's like newly integrated into our school. I don't know if the university will be able to recognize it by that time. That's kind of confusing though, because what if someone from like a school that marks hard gets like a 97 and they bump it up by like three or like 90, <laughs> bump it up by four. Do they get a 100 or? They wouldn't bump it up by four. They would just put it all the way to 100. Okay, I don't really know what Okay, yeah, so maybe you're right, they do bump it up. But I guess I was under the impression that, like, the university will see IB program on your application, you know? And then they're going to go, oh, yes, this person will go to our university. Wow, enrichment. But the university doesn't even see that. The university doesn't care that you took the IB program. Right? So that's why a lot of people are we're considering dropping out in our <laughs> school. Yes? <laughs> Michelle, weren't you thinking about dropping out? Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to. Jessica, will you? No. Me neither. I never even thought about it. But, like, since it's not helping with, like, 
school and people like to be pragmatic about university, you know, they are interested in just getting the good university grade, um, the getting the entrance to the university. It, for them, if that's their goal, then it just makes a lot more sense to just drop out so you can get better grades. Okay, so do you think the Ivy program is worth it? Mm-hmm. It depends who you are, I guess, because, oh. I think that it is beneficial. And, like, you can always try to apply, but if you don't make it, it's not a big deal anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was at, like, summer camp um, the year before, the summer before grade 8. And my mom, during that summer, was, like, telling me, well, next, this upcoming year, you're going to have to start applying to IB programs and get in for grade 9. And then I remember my camp counselor that year, while I was at a sports camp or whatever, was like, guys, I took the IB program. Never do it. It was so useless. <laughs> Never do it. And then I told my mom and she said, well, maybe some people just have a bad attitude or something like that. And to not listen to him. <laughs> but now I definitely see why he was saying that. Because if your goal is to get into university and you struggle with all this difficult stuff because the IB program is difficult, you know, with how much stuff it is, then it's just like a hindrance. It's, it's like not helping really. Yeah, it's not. You could, uh, if you struggle with like all this work, I feel like hmm, you could still get as good of a grade or even better in just like the regular program. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to talk about enrichment programs in general? Okay, do you think the kids in our class are smarter than the average student? Um, I mean, I feel like... I think, like... Oh, this is kind of hard. Hmm. They just, like, care about academics more, so... um, Like, they would, like, try to do well in school, so I guess you could say that they're, like academically like bit smarter than like people who are outside of the IB program yeah I'm being very uh I don't know what the word is with my terminology smart is so big right and the idea of smartness and intelligence is very big I think like just um my dad tells me this about math because I complain about math a lot. But he's like, everyone's the same level of math. Just some people practice more than other people. So then they seem like they're smarter or like better than math. But it's just because they practice more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with like the people in IB. They just probably um, worked on like certain subjects more um, and dedicated more time to that kind of stuff. So I guess you could say they're like, I guess they do know more about certain subjects because they have spent more time learning certain things. Yeah. I think that just applies to everything. Like no one's born knowing math. Yeah. It's just whether the culture you grew up in, like got you to do math every single day. And you know, some people grew up with that and some people didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of culture, most of our class is Asian. <laughs> Which I I keep bringing up. But I always think it's very interesting. Because, like, yeah. our For context, our city is 70% white. And I think, like, 5 or 
10%, no, 5% East Asian. Meanwhile, our classes will be like mostly East Asian. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think at least half, probably. Yeah. I think for like any enrichment problem or enrichment program, you're mainly there for the environment. Yeah. Maybe one day people will do like more research into what effect this has because it's definitely interesting like you're there for the environment so i guess you're there for people who are like-minded like people who are all very focused and have uh, mean parents who all (laughs) (laughs) okay people who are all very focused on like getting into university you know yeah but then in consequence that seems to mean you're with people who are all asian you know so Mm -hmm. it's like is there going to be an effect there? Like, will there be a cultural effect, you know? Last year, I think, in my English class, there were, like, 28 people, which is, like, the limit, and no one in my class was white. <laughs> Except for the teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's actually always so weird. You have, like, a class full of Asian kids and the white teacher. All the teachers are white, you know? Yeah, I mm-hmm. know. My brother tells me about that, too. Why? What does he say about it? He talks to me about how his class is, like, full of Asians, and then, like, only the teacher is white. (laughs) And then the Asians are the majority. (laughs) Society moment. Jeez. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I guess I just wonder if it'll have an effect on me. Or, because, like... Right now, my world is so, like, selectively picked. The people I see every day are, like, a lot of people just in the IB program who are all Asian. So, like, does this have a cultural effect on me? Am I only seeing East Asian culture? Am I only knowing how to, like, act in a certain way or only knowing, like, certain kind of life? Maybe that's racist of me to say because it's not like East Asian people act completely different. But, like, am I being exposed to what actually is... The culture of our city, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's probably pretty different. Okay, mm. I don't know if we should include this, okay. but like, like that civics and careers thing. I don't think anyone in our classes wear their wears their mask below their nose. But if you go into <laughs> civics and careers, you'll at least find three or four people who do that. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, okay. Well, if you want me to edit that, I can. That happens a lot. Yeah. But only in French class. Same. <laughs> no, in fitness too, actually. Yeah. But, oh, fitness is, fitness is mixed. There was, yeah. like, you know, Dr. Dodgeball? We played that, and then a person um, was not, I mean... A person was a doctor and then someone told me it's ironic that this guy is the doctor because he's the one that never puts his mask above his nose <laughs> oh okay um i feel like i had more to say about this but i'm kind of forgetting let me try to remember okay, if either of you have something you want to say you can we should talk about the daily life in, of an ib <laughs> student <laughs> okay the daily life of an ib student Jessica, can you tell us your daily life? Okay. Um, our school, I think it's different from some other schools. We end pretty early, but we start early too. Um, so usually I wake up at like uh, 6.50 to 7 o'clock. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And then you look like those Halloween costumes. <laughs> and then we'll, um, I carpool with Michelle and another person. And then we go to school. And when we get to school, it's like um, 8.02-ish. And then school starts at 8.10. And uh, now we have four periods a day because, I don't know, we went back to four periods a day. But when we had corona, it was only two periods a day. We still have corona. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> uh, just, I guess, um, now they just switch back to four periods a day. So we have each period for 75 minutes. Um, and usually during the class, there won't be time to do homework. I don't know if before we had time to do homework. Um, but I do think some periods we got time to do work. In English, sometimes we do. But um, for like math or like science, we won't have time to do homework. And we're just listening to the teacher talk. And then after class, we end at 2, 2.20. Um, and I get home at around like 2, 2.50 maybe. Around like, yeah, almost 3. And then from then, usually on an average day, Right now, like, I think um, Michelle also has this issue, too, is that, it's like, uh, we have, like, we switch our courses every two weeks. So one week we'll have a lot of homework, and the other week is, like, okay in homework. Um, but this is my really busy week. So on an average day this week, I have around two to three hours of homework. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Uh, me, too. Especially if I, like, actually finish all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Just on an average day, you'll have two to three hours of homework. And um, if you're less busy, then maybe you'll have, like, one hour of homework. Actually, some days I have no hours of homework. Yeah. But mm-hmm. those are pretty rare, I think. Um, and, yeah, be prepared to not have time to do a lot of other things, too. Yeah. If you have too many extracurriculars, you won't have time. That's a lot of people's complaint. That they don't have any time for hobbies and every any time for extracurriculars. And I think that can definitely happen. You know, because you get home at three maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll have like one or two hours of extracurriculars. Then you do your homework and then you have to go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have even more homework, like you have four or five hours of homework that day. If you don't procrastinate, then it'll just take up the entire day. If you procrastinate, well then you're just like, I don't know, you're screwed. Yeah, if you have, like, an extracurricular that's maybe, like, more than two hours on a day, then maybe mm, you won't find time to do home to do all of your homework, or you have to stay up late. And I think one of the hard things is, is, like, when you apply to universities and stuff, um, they mainly, they'll look for a lot of things that you do during high school, and a lot of the things take time, too like extracurriculars or clubs that you're in high school or like uh volunteer work you did during high school or if you're a big brain and you get a research intern with someone at university (laughs) some people do that they go get a researching job with university people a person in grade 11 and I'd be at our school emailed my dad (laughs) about like doing some kind of shadowing Yeah. Uh, Wait, what is that? It's like when you follow someone to work and just, like, watch them, I guess. 
And then, okay, but then my, it was even bad because then my dad, like, used it against me to show about how other teenagers want to hang out with them, but I don't. <laughs> he was like, look, Amelia, these people want to hang out with me. Hmm? <laughs> Did your dad reject her then? Yeah, because it was um pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really hard to balance doing extracurriculars and then also doing your work. Um, and it's hard to find time for that stuff. And um, on average, what time do you guys go to sleep? On like a day with, let's do it on a day with not a lot of work and then a day with a lot of work. Me, if I have to go to sleep late to do my work, then I just don't do the work. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just, I'm just like, okay, it's nine o'clock, time to sleep, and that's it. Yeah, yeah me too. I usually will do the work. Until like 2 a.m.? 2 a. Mm, maybe not 2, but I have finished things at like 1 o'clock before. Michelle, you just go to sleep at an average time? Yeah. At like 10? Around 10 to 11 o'clock, I would say. Mm, on days where I have work to do, I'll sleep, yeah, between 10.30 to 11 on days where I don't have a lot of work to do, I'll sleep maybe, maybe at 10. Yeah. And then it just gets, it's going to get worse when we're in grade 11, right? Mm-hmm. Jessica, your brother's in grade 12 IB program, right? Yeah. Is he really busy? I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't tell me a lot of stuff about this. <laughs> like, he, I don't know. I complain about work a lot, but my brother doesn't really. He kind of just sits and grinds <laughs> <laughs> so he is busy <laughs> yeah i guess like he's working the entire day pretty much yeah whenever i go to your house he's always on the computer just like working on schoolwork yeah um uh, i think recently it's been like physics labs and chem labs um and also i think he finished his ee a while ago or something like that oh jeez. um and then university applications, too. I think he is busy. He sleeps usually later than me. Like at what time? Um, 12.30. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I, I thought it would be later, though. Yeah, I thought you were going to say 2 a.m. <laughs> Not 2 a.m. I don't think he could stay up till 2 a.m. But usually, like, 12.30. I remember the bald guy doing the presentation saying, IB program is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, do you remember he said, I remember, he, he said, I once had a student who was in professional soccer, and she was in Ivy oh Program. Oh my gosh. That's not really fair, though, because, like, she could be in professional soccer, and maybe her grades are not good, you know? And, and also, when you're doing, like, sports competitively, and you apply to university, and you're, like, really, really good at the sport, I think they, uh, like, look at your grades a bit less. Okay, wait. If you could, okay, between having a sleep schedule, having good grades, and having a social life, which two would you choose? When wait, you're... can you? Okay, <laughs> between having good grades, a social life, and a good sleep schedule, which two would you choose? Um, what do you mean by a good social life? Like you have friends that you regularly talk to, people know who you are. Do we have a good social life right now? Yeah, I would say yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. What was the first one? Grades. Grades, social life, sleep yeah. schedule. Uh, grades and Sleeps. social life. Wait. <laughs> no sleep. Grades, mm. sleep, social life. Grades and 
Maybe sleep. Yeah. Depends. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I thought you were both going to say grades and sleep. But Jessica, you would prefer to have friends? Yeah. It seems like if you're doing like a lot of stuff, like a lot of sports and a lot of school, something has to go. And I think a lot for some people, the first thing to go is like a social life. Like actually knowing mm-hmm. about stuff. Yeah. Wasn't our wasn't our math teacher in grade seven saying something about that? About like how he gets students sometimes who just like have no connection to the outside world mm. because they're just like so focused on whatever the parents oh. told them to do. Okay, do you have anything else to say about um IB program, enrichment programs? Oh, do you think do you think there's a sense of superiority superiority in the in the enrichment program? Do you feel like we're better than the uh, non-IB students? Do you think other people think that we're better than the non-IB students? I think on the outside, maybe. Um, uh, some people think that, but I guess on the inside, like we don't actually think we're superior in any way. We're probably just the same. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But I think it definitely just does, like, kind of change a school once you have an enrichment program in it, Mm -hmm. like the IB program. Because now there's a bit of a caste system. Like, there's the the IB kids and then the regular kids. No, yeah, I do feel that. Like, in civics and careers, I think people were talking about the IB program. And they were like, someone said something like, I got into the IB program. Like, one of the uh, regular students were like, I got into the IB program. I just didn't go. Because the IB kids are weird, that's what they said. <laughs> the same thing when we were in grade 8. Like, it was the gifties versus the normies. Yeah. People, I, yeah, I definitely hear about how people are like, uh, I definitely hear about how the regular program students are like, ugh, I don't like the IB students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like sometimes it's like, sometimes it's definitely like, oh, you're in the IB program. Mm-hmm. yeah or it's like bad when you like ask someone oh you go to the same school as me are you in the ib program no yeah that <laughs> happened to me okay i think the stereotype for ib students is just like we work on homework a lot and then we have no social life i think people probably have a little bit too much of a social life and maybe you need to work on homework a little bit more for some people <laughs> <laughs> okay but what's different about like us in the gifted versus in the IB is that now I think we're a majority and m- our school is just associated with the IB yeah. program. Okay. Um, do you want to end the episode? Sure. Any other thoughts before we end? No. Okay. So yeah, we were just talking about the IB program. So thank you mu- so much for listening to this episode. Please write a review on Apple podcast or rate us with stars on Spotify or um, you can like follow our podcast on whatever listening platform you're listening to so you can get a notification every time we upload a new episode every week on Sunday. Yeah. So I hope you have... Oh, I hope you have... Also follow us on Instagram at afterschoolclub.podcast. Before you guys came to my house, I was making a post for it. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.